Jesus is Lord. And nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. We eat your flesh too, big time feasters. Your flesh is real food. John 6, and your blood is real drink. Glory. He's the King of glory. You are what you eat. Just don't eat from the table of demons. Amen. I didn't know I had demons. It's the snakes and the frogs of the world. Written about in the book of Revelation everywhere in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Every single book of the Bible, you deal with the kingdom of hell, and there's not a single exception in the 66 books of the Bible. Don't you think you're going to have to deal with all the kingdom of hell in your own heart and in your own mind? And then as you go from glory to glory, your deliverance is a deliverance for your city and your nation. Always been that way. Moses was the deliverer of the nation of Israel. One man on one mountain of fire threshed the stony hearts of 10 million religious people in an inferior covenant. So how much easier can one new man or one body of Christ, even a couple of you together, put your whole city to flight with the foul birds and the reptiles and the beasts and the frogs? of Sodom and Egypt where our Lord was crucified. You put the whole kingdom of hell to flight in your cities. That's the season you are in right now. It's called the season of the resurrection. Amen. You are the Mary company in the early morning at the tomb on the third day. That is who you are. You are the first to rise from all the world in the resurrection of the third day. For this is the third day, and a day is as a thousand years. It's been two thousand and something years. <laughs> Amen, it's true. It's a sure word of prophecy. And it will cause the morning star to rise in your heart, and your day will dawn. This is the dawning of day, not just for you, but for all civilization. We will raise the whole world from the dead. And it's going to be so fun because it's a river of dead-raising power coming out of your belly for those who believe. Amen. It's a river of dead-raising power coming out of your belly for those who believe. Amen. And the ones that don't believe, they'll be given hundreds of chances to change their minds. You are the Mary Company. It's true. First to rise from the dead on the third day in the resurrection generation of the best wine reserved for last. And what does Paul say? The last curse to be swallowed up by the best wine for last is death. So that's what's happening, and that's been what you've been wrestling against. The angel of death. His name is Abaddon in Hebrew, Apollyon in Greek. The angel of the bottomless pit of the flesh nature. The bottomless pit is the flesh. As it's written in Ecclesiastes, the eyes are never satisfied. It's a bottomless pit. It must be crucified, your natural eyes. Your flesh 
and that nature of the red dragon, the beast and the false prophet of the brain, and even the heart, has to be fully crucified with Christ. What are you being crucified to? Death. I mean, how fun is that? And you feel so much more alive. Well, I thought it was some beat-me-up religion. You thought wrong. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Makes you feel more alive than ever before. You feel better than all the drugs, alcohol, and sexual morality, little momentary pleasures you've had combined constantly in an ever-increasing pleasure. So no one would even be tempted by anything of the frogs of the city of rebellion Sodom anymore. How could you tempt someone if they're already in a superior pleasure? That's why it's been so warred against the drunken glory token the ghosts and getting whacked up, jacked up, slippity slapped up. Because the best wine of the resurrection makes every temptation of Satan look absolutely foolish and dumb. Why would you even waste a moment in the flesh when you have this feast of ecstasy, rapture, delight, resurrection power, fountains of renewing of your mind, which is fountains of youth. Fountain of youth is the Lord Jesus in your belly, but Satan's got them all bewitched so they don't see him on the inside and they're looking for him out here. How do I do it out here in the curse? That's really what bewitchment is. It's trying to finish in the salvation of the Lamb, the gift of God, grace, and then trying to work out in your own flesh what He gave you as a gift. There's nothing in the natural dimension that could help you at all. Nothing. Only Christ alone can help you and raise you from the dead, even while in the body. And Paul says in Philippians 3, 10 and 11, Amplified Classic, that is obtaining perfection. That's what perfection is, is being morally and spiritually raised above the snakes and above the frogs of Jerusalem into heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. Why is it called Jerusalem in the book of Revelation the place of every unclean thing? Because it's the old covenant. It's religion. It's the flesh that almost no one's given up entirely. The best of the best of the charismatic church is still mixture. They're still worldly. I mean, they still love Caesar. They still celebrate Caesar. They still love giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. These aren't real kingdom people. They're not. <laughs> Jesus and his disciples were not like that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John at all. And it's okay, because you haven't known any better, because you haven't seen an example of anything better than what you've seen. I mean, you know, if a mystic rose the standard of perfection, they were completely murdered in every generation since Christ. It's true. They're treated like absolute garbage. You're rebellious. You're disrespectful to authority. No, I'm disrespectful to Satan and his angels, because I know who I am in Christ, and I'm not deceived. Everyone born again is a priest and king of the Melchizedek order instantly. You're born of the royal race, the heavenly kind, born of God's spirit that created the heavens and the earth. Have you been born of the spirit and water? That's the spirit of God. Is there anything more royal than the Holy Spirit? King David had the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we call him king and royalty. You have the same Holy Spirit without measure, but you don't call yourself a king or a queen and in royalty? It's false humility. It's denying who Christ made you to be, and you forfeit your inheritance to the fallen angels 
which are religious spirits. And they love it. And then the fake royalty of the flesh takes all your money, takes all the glory, takes all the honor and praise, takes all your favor, and they lord over the nations in sorcery, which is simply called the flesh. But we are the Holy Spirit people. We are not carnal. We have bodies in their earthen vessels. Your body is a wine glass. And the Father loves drinking your wine of your spirit life enriched in intimacy with Him. The outpouring of the resurrection power from your own from your own spirit through your own heart, Jesus is the wine that God loves to drink. <laughs> Amen. I'm getting so drunk just telling you about it right now. It's experiential. You know, this is the kind of practicing what you preach you really want to get into, ministering the bread and wine. Because the more and more you minister bread and wine of the third heaven and not the second heaven of the fallen angels, the higher and drunk or more blessed you'll get, the more powerful you'll get in resurrection glory. And the more people will come up by eating your bread and wine as priests and kings, the holy nation of royal priesthood, Peter says. I mean, was he lying to you? You're not a royal priesthood. That's, you're not actual royalty. You know? <laughs> you are actual royalty. There's no royalty of the flesh. The flesh is the tree of knowledge called the lie. The flesh is the lie. Serving the lie in Revelation is serving the flesh. Outside the city gates is everyone that loves the lie. It means those who love the serving of the flesh, creation, more highly than the Creator. Amen. People love serving creation, idolatry, which is immorality, more than the Creator. They love the praises that come from men. They love creation and they love it being separated from God in their own little Luciferian system. There's millions of these evil people that love being separated from God, which is living in the flesh. Not us. I can't live apart from Him. That, that whole path ran out for me at a very young age. So I can only live in the Spirit, <laughs> even while I work out my salvation with fear and trembling, going from glory to glory until I have obtained the perfection that the Apostle Paul writes about, which is obtainable. Paul says, I'm almost there. Guys, this isn't too far off. 2,000 years ago, and all those generations past, Paul had almost attained perfection, he said. Did John obtain the perfection and Paul not? Yes, that's why John couldn't die. John went further than Paul did. Paul had his head chopped off. John, the sword bounced off his neck. True story. They boiled him in oil. They had to pour him out in the coals. His flesh wouldn't die. There was no fear in him, so he couldn't come into covenant with death. Death couldn't touch him because he was so pickled in agape love. He had overcome death. True story. So they threw him on Patmos in exile with no food and no water for three years. There was nothing to eat and nothing to drink. It was surrounded by salt water, not drinkable. There was no drinking water. He was there for three years. That's when he re wrote Revelation. Who can live without food and water for three years and then write the book of Revelation? Someone who's overcome death. 
Is it a hard thing to do? It's the funnest thing in the whole world. It's having rivers of resurrection power, the juices loose coming out of your belly, and the problem is the brain's like, hey, I didn't learn that in K-5 science class. They didn't teach me that in my university. <laughs> the Greek education system systematically annihilates the inner child. It kills creative genius 99% of the time. It systematically annihilates the universe. On purpose, intentional, from Satan. It's called Greek education of the brain. We need to be educated of the spirit, taught of Christ, not taught of brain. Otherwise, we will kill ourselves in our own foolishness, in our own madness, serving the lie, serving the flesh, and not serving the Creator who is in us. Christ in you. Colossians 1.27 Amplified says, the hope of realizing the glory. We say it religiously. We know the Bible is true, but we haven't come into the experience of that resurrection juice. That outflowing power which He exerts over believers. Now you are. You're the merry company that comes into the full experience of resurrection of the dead. In the best wine that overcomes the last curse, which is death, swallowed up in victory. The victory of realizing Christ within you and that He is the resurrection and the life. And this gospel really is too good to be true. We've said it all the time. Oh, it's too good to be true. I got the gospel. I'm so happy, so blessed. And we still live externally. We still live the lie. And we're not even in the kingdom. It's like, how far off can you get? I didn't know there was a higher standard. We gotta display it. We gotta magnify this broadcast. <laughs> we gotta get the message out. People don't know that there's a perfect standard of immortal life of Jesus Christ in you available. Even the best of the best of the best of the best of the charismatic church is totally God outside minded and bewitched. Are you better than all of them? No, I'm not. I'm actually so much worse than all of them that if I didn't find this, I would have been dead years ago. Because I was such a rebellious idiot that if I didn't find the resurrection life, I'm dead. Morte. Long dead. Buried dead. Six feet under dead. If I didn't find the real deal gospel that works and overcomes death, I'd be dead, dead, dead. <laughs> and I'd be, oh Lord Jesus. And so there is a place of desperation because of dealing with so much warfare in life that you've been dealt that you discover things that work because God loves you and He doesn't want you to die. He doesn't want you to have a, a short life. He wants you to have a full life. He wants you to have an eternal and immortal life. He wants you to have the Zoe life, God's standard of life. And He'll help you find it. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask and you shall receive. Oh, it didn't come in the way I like it. I wanted it for my brain so I could stay in control. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. God is the Spirit and He only fathers spirits. I didn't know I have a spirit. I like to be in control in my own psyche. My outer core flesh of my brain in control. You'll never win. How many more chances do you need before you're just like... you? You're cut out of the kingdom. People that say no here, <laughs> over and over and over, they don't enter the kingdom and they don't go to heaven. You have years before it happens. You have thousands of more chances. 
The gates are wide open. But you come to a place where it's just like you have so said no to overcoming the flesh that you only get the inheritance of the flesh and all sin leads to death. And he's the resurrection and life. But there are literally people here that say no to rising from the dead. I love serving money. It's so fun. What a thrill. What a rush. I love sexual immorality. Pornography is fun. Drunkenness and debauchery is so fun. It's the only pleasure I get because I don't believe in God and I don't live in the river of life because I don't believe Christ is actually in me. I'm still submitted to Satan, he who's in the world. Give it up. Repent. Return with all your mind to the river. Where's the river? In the high place. But it's the low place on earth because the greatest in the kingdom is least and servant of all. So he's in the lowest place. He's in the belly of the earth. He's in your belly, which is your spirit. He's not this high and mighty brain lifted up prideful eagle. Ego. <laughs> he is an eagle, but he's not a prideful ego. <laughs> he's not. That's Satan, the whitewashed tomb. He's a humble little child. He's in the lowest place of the spirit race. And he's building you up in this place. He's building you up with His ability, with His love, with His revelation, His power, <laughs> His resources. Amen. You're going to find out that everything in the earth belongs to King Christ. Nothing belongs to you. You don't own anything. He owns everything. You are not owners. You are not builders. You are coming out of Babylon the Great. You're coming out of being sorcerers and dogs. It's true. The human race is reptilian 100% because of the serpent in the garden. Bible. The word reptilians used several times in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The ancient primal evil, the reptilian race, the red dragon, the snake, which is all the religion of Egypt. And then you got all the frogs of the different world of Sodom. It's all the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. All of the pride of life or the pride of the flesh. The pride of education. The pride of knowledge. All of that is Satan's kingdom of hell. It has to be burned out of your hearts and minds by the resurrection and the life from your bellies. You must come to know the outflowing power of His resurrection. It's not optional. If you're not raised from the dead, you'll die the deaths. But everyone's going to be raised from the dead and you're going to overcome death because this is the beginning of the best wine that overcomes death. Amen? You need that severity because you need to know there's really not a gray area. There's not a Laodicean valley of decision. It's just total lukewarmness and it's being evaporated and incinerated. You're either cold-blooded reptile Egypt and hell or you're hot-blooded glory Zion in heaven. Two trees in the garden. And all of the middle chasm of Laodicean lukewarmness, valley of decision area, where the multitudes are, will be erased. And everyone will fully be able to choose sides by the fruits of the two trees in the garden. Before Armageddon. And you got at least three years. Amen. At least three. But not much more than that. That's all you need. You've had so many experiences already. You're the merry company. You're already at the tomb. You're early. It's true. 
This is the merry company of the Lord Jesus Christ's third day resurrection tomb. Rabboni, Mary, hallelujah. First to see him in the resurrection glory. First to know the full potential possibility and availability of the new covenant of what Christ actually gave you when he died for your sins when he died for your resurrection when he died for your glorification amen when he died for your eternal life on earth live a day in the Lord be young at a hundred I will renew your youth like the eagle says the Lord What's the eagle? The prophetic word. The word of God. The prophetic word. There shouldn't be any other word, but sadly there is, because a lot of people speak out of their brain and not their rich treasury of glory. The voice of many waters is the only voice you should be listening to. If it's not saturated with the glory, it is never God's will. He will never lead you into Egypt to build sandcastles from spirit speaking to you in your brain. He'll lead you and guide you into fresh, tender, green pastures and besides still refreshing waters and He'll restore your soul. Amen. He's a good shepherd. God the Father never gives His sons and daughters rocks or snakes. You are beginning to discern the difference between the religious father, Belial, and God the Father of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Most Christians are too immature, still, worldwide, to discern the difference between Belial, who pretends to be God the Father, and the actual God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father of our spirit, glory, and light. But we're growing up fast, because we've been really suppressed in church. It's true. We've been really carnally Christian, and it doesn't work. We've been losing. You think you're winning? You know, we're like those Americans that think they're winning because they're rich and they have no want and, you know, they have successful light shows on Sunday mornings and it appears to be successful and everyone's got the nicest clothes and the pastor's wearing the newest Yeezys and we're, we're all looking real good, like we're real blessed. But you're naked, poor, pitiful, blind, and wretched. That's truly what America is because they don't know about the rich treasury of glory and the riches in glory. They're external, completely bewitched. If it were not so, I'd tell you. I've talked with like hundreds of thousands of them. I mean, it's like a total snake pit in American church, in every single city in America. And the merry company, this company, the first to the tomb, the first to know the full potential of the new covenant will reveal to all the bewitched in America and worldwide sonship and the fullness of the resurrection out from among the dead, even while in the body. So you can live snake-free and frog-free. How do you know if you're snake-free and frog-free? You're walking on earth like Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Unlimited power. Unlimited fun. Feasting. Yeah, yeah, drunkard. Blessed. Resurrection, drunken glory. Best wine for last. Overcoming death. Meeting every spiritual need you see. Creating out of the Spirit as a God. Have I not said you are gods? Creators? Yahweh's. Big G's. Because if there's a little G in you, we need to cast it out. You got a big G in you, not a little G. Amen. To be a son of God is to be equal with the Father. 
It is written, Oh, no one is false humility, religious spirit, loose! Everyone adopted is equal to the Father. <laughs> Firstborn from amongst the dead, not ashamed, no shame. Remove the religious shame. He's not ashamed, Hebrews 1, to call us his brothers and sisters of the heavenly class of beings that created the world. Amen. It is written, equal to the Father. Is a son equal to his Father? Oh, and I know this. People are like, a son is greater than the Father. Because they do greater works. Nah. Now you're getting into strange fire. Zeal without knowledge. You're equal to God the Father. It's true. <laughs> now, I mean, He's your Creator and He's your Father. He's your God. But spiritually and morally, and the inheritance of Jesus Christ is shared with you equally. Equally, if you believe it, if you want it, you don't have to have it. But I mean, hell sucks. And being poor sucks. Being sick is horrible. You can settle for religious inheritance of hell on earth and live in the garbage dumps of Gehenna. No! We want the inheritance of the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. All of it. Amen. Paul even says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 to lust after spiritual gifts. Eagerly desire them above all things. The, spirit, the spiritual things. The things of God the Father. Every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadows. Which means there's no sorrows. No sorrows added unto it. It's tax exempt. Big time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There will be no sorrow in the kingdom. Jesus. Full deliverance of the resurrection and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be with your spirit. Taste the resurrection wine today for yourselves. As it's written, taste and see that the Lord is good. Open your mouth and I will fill it with the best wine. And you'll be drunk with love. You'll be drunk with love above the realm of the dead. And people are like, how did you get up there? How did you get so happy, so blessed, so free? How do you live like that? Have a drink. It's all in the cup. It's in the cup of the best wine. He saved it for last. And you drink it. How do you drink? By faith. Just like the angels drink. Angels don't have bodies, but they drink. There's a river that flows from the throne of the Lamb. It's called the energy of God, grace. The glory is a drink. <laughs> because the brain can't figure it out. It's not for the brain. It crucifies the brain. It crucifies the flesh. and empowers your eternal, immortal spirit. That's why it's persecuted. It crucifies the red dragon's kingdom into the lake of fire. Thanks be to God. And it empowers the real you, a spirit being that has a soul that lives in a body. And all the Klingons... The frogs and snakes that keep your own spirit down go poof, and you're free. You're free by drinking. You're free by enjoying. You're free by feasting. And then you increase in fruitfulness in all directions, and everyone that eats from your spirit, which is your tree of life, is free. Free indeed. Free legally. Satan will come back and he'll be like, he'll have to be further and further away. He won't be able to touch you. 
He'll be under your feet. It's time to get totally free from death in the best wine. Amen. And he's giving it to you without measure. Go wild in it now. Where is it coming out of your belly? Resurrection power flowing from within. It's been forgotten about. The new covenant, what the apostles walked in, what Jesus Christ himself walked in, I mean, the flow of the rivers of resurrection power that's everywhere in the book of Acts and all the epistles, what James walked in, what Peter walked in, what Paul walked in, is what you're going to walk in in even greater power. Because it's ever-increasing glory for 2,000 years, and since it's been forgotten, it's been pressed down within, and the brain is so bewitched by religious devils of externalism, he who's in the world out there just lying to you, saying it's Jesus, Prince of the Power of the Air, Angel of Light that comes to deceive you out in the air, <laughs> and all of that just go poof, because the real power and the real juice is loosed from your bellies. Amen. That's why it's the best line. Because it's been suppressed. It's been forgotten. Digging up ancient wells in the deepest places? How about in your own human spirit? In your own spiritual stomach? In your own rich treasury of glory? And releasing fountains of it to the whole world, drowning them in the best wine? Outflowing power of the resurrection is what washes all flesh and removes the sins of the world. You have infinite amounts of it coming out of your own spiritual stomach. Rivers of the best wine. Amen. And those who believe it will walk in it. Others will get the doubt demons and unbelief demons out of their brain and out of their hearts. They'll drink it and be like, Aha! Uh -huh. I knew it, but I, got, I had a little bit of doubt. And it's okay. Doubt, doubting Thomas, no big deal. They're everywhere. Amen. No shame in doubting. I mean, we... we I mean, my God, I came out of total Sodom, hell on earth. And that the most shameful acts you could ever imagine, just living in hell on earth. For these people, a lot of them haven't ever been total rebellious idiots. Like, the worst of the worst rebellious people in the world. Most people are just like normal people that kind of just go through life. For them, it's just going to be like, It's not like this big, dramatic Apostle Paul dragging scales coming off their eyes. It's just like, enter in, it's heaven time. That's the valley of decision. That's the multitudes that are choosing which cup to drink, the cup of the fallen angels or the cup of the Lord Jesus Christ and His best wine. And when they drink the Lord Jesus because hell and death is wrong and most people really do want to do the right thing and they're just deceived by religious demons... They're going to enter in. And you're going to demonstrate it to them. True, biblical, Holy Spirit, rivers of Christianity. And it's going to drown the world in an instant. Everyone's going to have plenty of time to come in. Mary Company will be the government of God. The 12 stars that raise the whole world from the dead. People that want to join us, whatever. They'll just be locked in the flesh. They're missing out. You are to demonstrate what Gideon demonstrated. Copious drinking. Incredible amounts of wild drinking. And you just make noise and let your light shine. And it's not fake. The spirit is more real than the flesh. Get those doubts and get those unbelief demons off your brain and realize the glory is more real than the natural dimension. 
They'll try to pull you in the natural dimension and be like, it, it ain't real. You need a greater glory. Lay hands on your belly and let the Lord Jesus, the King of glory, who's already in you, shoot up revelation into your mind and peg you into a higher place of glory. Eventually, you'll be pegged onto the throne of God and rule and reign forever. Pegged in the mark of the high calling with the full gush of God, with the full release of the resurrection outflowing from your own spiritual stomach. That's what it means to have your joy perfected by Jesus Christ. John 15, that your joy may be full and made perfect. That your faith would be made perfect. Perfect faith. Because you're sitting in the perfect one with no snakes and no frogs, no connections to the natural world, just connected to the Creator who created the natural world, and you're lording over it. And then your Revelation 5.10, the kings and lords over the earth, because He's already over the earth, and you're waking up to where He is with all those abilities, not pie in the sky, name it and claim it, but the outflowing resurrection power with juice, demonstrations of power in the root system of all blood life and heart life of the nations, from below and from above, in the fountains of the great deep broken up and bursting forth, and the windows and the gates opened in the heavens of your own mind and eyes, because your body is the new covenant. Amen. Body of Christ. And the bride of Christ is starting to get real faithful. The bride of Christ is going to be married to one man, Christ Jesus, and fully submitted to Him as king and husband. And all that female rebellion of Jezebel and all that Eve curse of rebellion that you see everywhere in four chapters of it dedicated in the book of Revelation, it's a major deal. All that female rebellion come off the men and come off the women. Amen. All, those, all that lust, all that rebellion, all that not submitting to authority. You're missing out when you don't submit to the authority of the great white throne because you cut yourself off from glory and you're locked in the flesh. Those that don't submit to the apostle and high priest, Jesus Christ, the 33-year-old man on the throne, cut themselves off from life and are submitted to the fallen angels by default. And the fallen angels will pat you on the back for a minute because you betrayed the Lord and they'll give you some blessings, you can get some financial breakthrough, and then you die. <coughs> seen that hundreds of times. So don't, don't take the bait of the fallen angels. Don't betray the Lord. Marry the Lord and be faithful to the Lord. Serve the Lord with your whole heart. And since it's a better covenant, it's time to get better offerings than just the tithes. Amen. Oh, we just lost everybody. Ha ha ha. I love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.